Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Friday edition, the last episode of the year of Let's Open the Bible. You're here with Russ, Gavin, and our special guest, Dr. Bill Greenwood, as he helps us close out this year, our first year of existence for the podcast. And so, uh, Dr. Greenwood, we thank you for coming and joining us and appreciate the discussion we've had this week. It's been, uh, hopefully it's been encouraging for our listeners. It's been educational for, for me and encouraging both. I've enjoyed our conversation. You doing good today? Yes. Thank you, Russell. You're Glad looking to. dapper as always. Right. We'll see. <laughs> Just because I have a bow tie on, is that what yes, you're saying? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So uh, for the listener, we're going to be in a couple of places. Uh, we're going to be in Josh uh, Joshua chapter 3, verse 5. We're going to be in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11. Uh, what are you kicking off with? Well, uh, since this is the last day, almost, the Pina Ultimate Day, can we use one college word? I only know one. I guess I could use it. <laughs> the Pina Ultimate Day, the next to last day of the year, 2022. Uh, I'm reminded of what Joshua uh, said to the people uh, as they were about to cross the Jordan into the Promised Land. It's uh, there in chapter 3, uh, verse uh, uh Five and then so, he says. So hold on, uh, hold on. So you're going to start us in Joshua. Yes. Okay. Let's give our listener a chance to get there. Joshua chapter three verse five. And let me uh, go good. ahead and have Richard. a word of prayer. Yes. And then you can lead us in that. Okay. Go for it. All right, Father. Thank you for today. Thank you for another year, Lord. We we come to the end of 2022 with expectations and hopes for 2023. Uh, but Lord, ultimately our hope is in you, and uh, we don't have to wonder. We don't have to, to question because you've already given us your word. We, we know that we have a future and a hope according to your perfect will and plan that you laid out for us such, in such beautiful language that we can understand, which still amazes us, Father, that you would do that for us because we don't deserve that you would even look in our direction, let alone uh, just love us enough to send Jesus to suffer and die for our sin. So thank you, Lord. Uh, that seems insufficient, but thank you, Lord. We praise you. We worship you. And as we get into your word and we discuss new beginnings, as we enter into or, or prepare to enter into this new year, Lord, I pray that all that we do, all that we say, um, would be for your glory ultimately. And so thank you, Father, for your love and grace. We ask this all in Christ's name. Amen. All right. In Joshua, as we were saying, that uh, before they crossed the uh, Jordan, uh, from the wilderness experience of 40 years and uh, going into the promised land, God says through Joshua in chapter 3 of Joshua, verse 4, that uh, uh, you've not passed this way before. In other words, this, uh, this is a new chapter. Uh, you're turning the point. It, it's a turning point. You've not come this way before. Therefore, sanctify yourselves in verse 5 of chapter 3 of Joshua. Sanctify yourselves. Set yourselves apart. For tomorrow, God is going to do wonders among you, miracles among you. And so, uh, yeah, we want to challenge ourselves and all who listen that uh, we would ask God, what is your agenda for us in this new year? As the old year comes to a close, what have you taught us? Let's review the lessons that we've learned that we don't forget. And then let's look ahead to be a part of your agenda, what you're doing, to get on board with your will, your word, your way. So. Yes, Amen. That's so good, and I, you know, so often, and I, I did it, it. I don't do it. I, I, I don't 
have any problem with people that do, but it kind of, it, it's, it's funny to me, the people that I know that are believers, professing believers, and you'll see something they put up on their social media page that says, you know, something to the effect of, you know, like, and share, and you'll receive all this, mm-hmm. you know, by the end of the year or in this new year or whatever. And, and yeah. we see here that it's, it's God that does wonders among us. Right. Right. You know, it's yeah. not that we like and share some, some image Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not what the fortune cookie says when we go to the Chinese restaurant. Right. Uh, it, it's not the uh, astrology report right. in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. But don't uh, so if if I, I, lo- I for me I love press back. It helps me. You like the astrology something. report in the newspaper? Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, but you would so someone says, listen, if you just forward this, uh, yeah. you'll be blessed. Mm-hmm. And you say, but God does the blessing. Wouldn't I say yes? But that's a display of my faith, which repeatedly in Scripture is honored. Okay. Hmm. All right. Food for thought there. So, well, yeah. I would say, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Mm-hmm. And if you're operating under compulsion, you're already breaking some of the some of the, by by a false compulsion, by an ungodly compulsion. There's nowhere in Scripture that would compel me to forward these things. You know, uh, so yeah. and those that I've seen are not in any way related to faith, right? No, no, I, I'm right. not promoting that type of, of mentality. I, 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 you know, someone you read these things and they say ninety percent of you are too embarrassed to forward this, and I think embarrassed. I put myself out. I mean, like my life is a walking embarrassment mm-hmm. if you want to look at it that <laughs> way. True. Not only because I can <laughs> right. do it naturally, but I've been called to, you know, to. Paul says in Romans one, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power. We all know how that goes. Why would he say I'm not ashamed? Because the gospel itself is naturally a shameful thing, but you consider heaven and you consider hell. And you say, listen, Paul says, you know, I long to preach the gospel to you because, because I understand that there's the power of heaven at stake here. And you know, heaven is at stake and hell is at stake. We talked about the second Corinthians five, you know, um, therefore knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. So heaven and hell motivates us to overcome this shame. Jesus in Hebrews 12 despised the shame of the cross. Mm-hmm. So I'm not afraid of being mm-hmm. of, of forwarding that. I just don't think that's a great or, or biblical display of my faith, right. especially mm-hmm. when you're guilting me into doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You know, yeah. like, well, first Peter says elders are not to lead by that compulsion. Mm-hmm. Right. Much less, you know, you're compul- compelling me to do something that's mm-hmm. unbiblical and you're doing it in an unbiblical way. Right. The thing is unbiblical. So, so anyways, yes, God honors faith, but that's no way in any way, shape, or form yeah. a display of faith. Because right. I, I don't want to say, you know, God's power is at work, but God blesses us as we place ourselves in the streams of grace. Mm-hmm. Right. So being in your Bible mm-hmm. is one of the ways God blesses you. Right. Naturally, supernaturally. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that way we are uh, able to discern the spirits. We test every spirit. Not every spirit... Uh, comes from God. So we'd examine that in the light of Scripture. Right. So be not conformed to this this world, world, but be ye transformed transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect perfect. will of God. Yes. So I am saturated with the Word. I have a new mind. Right. Again, because God has ripped that old, you know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so, so is he, he. eat and drink and saith he to thee. But right. So I've got that heart of stone that's been ripped out. I've been replaced with a new heart, a new wanter, and the spirit right. is dwelling inside of me, a mind of Christ, you know. Uh, and so I, I, I think differently, I act differently, I am differently according to God and his word mm-hmm. and his spirit at work in it, right. within me. 
Yeah, it's it's a process that we would want our people to saturate themselves in the Word of God. That is the one discipline a ch- mega church found out. To, uh, okay, a Chicago church did their survey after many years of yeah. very creative ministry, and uh, in that survey, they made this startling discovery that the single most transformative discipline is. Being daily uh, involved in the Word, daily contact with the Word, daily uh, asking God to examine our life in the light of His Word—that is transformative. It uh, so. And I would add to that prayer: uh, these things are spiritually discerned. Right. So if it's just a carnal act, right. I'm not quite. Right. Lectio Divina uh, brings in baggage, you know, reading, sure. ho- holy reading brings in some baggage that I would not be comfortable with. Right. But we certainly are to read in light of God, open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things from your mm-hmm. law or your word. Right. So uh, we, we need to be prayers and we need to be word mm-hmm. people. And then not just hearers of the word, but doers. So it's, it's that right. kind of the process. And then I would add a, a little Hebrews five to that as well, that, um, that, uh, you know, the mature are those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice. Mm-hmm. So as you're practicing in in employing the word, right, right, you're experiencing the power of God at work, right. Sure, it changes you and and helps you mature. Sure, yeah, it it certainly is that daily discipline with you in the word. But it's also, as we've said on the podcast earlier this week, being in a fellowship of other believers as we put ourselves under the word. And uh, what do you say to somebody that has really had a bad year of just kind of drifting, not anchored to God, as we're warned against in Hebrews? Uh, but uh, just kind of some great moral failure, mm-hmm. uh, so, some you know, um, sure. they just they just have not been walking in light of the right. glory uh, right. of God's grace. Well, God delights in giving us. You know, a verse I like to focus on is in uh, Micah chapter seven, seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. Oh God, who is a God like you who forgives sins and overlooks the transgressions of his people? You did not stay anger forever. You delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. Trample our sins under your feet. Cast down iniquities into the depths of the sea. The steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. His mercies never come to an end. Yes, indeed. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Hold on to those, you know, with every fiber of your being. Well, and maybe Paul saying, you know, I've not arrived. I'm not perfect. Right. But I press on. Yeah. Forgetting that which is behind behind me. me. I mean, you you can't go back. Right. Yeah, but he says three times there in Philippians chapter 3, press on, press on, press on. Uh you know, we're called to encourage one another in that pressing on. It, it, the devil's chief weapon seems to be discouragement. But uh, God's Word encourages us. The fellowship of other believers encourages us and His Holy Spirit. So, so I'm going to press back a little on that, too. Okay. I think discouragement is rocking the church. I don't want to minimize that. Right. But I want to elevate another complacency or pride yes pride oh indeed people of a lot of their sure walk with does. god right. complacency apathy all of yeah. those things so so i don't know where as we're talking to mm-hmm. you know the audience today oh um i don't know where this will find you mm-hmm. as you're as we're approaching the new year mm-hmm. maybe you think you've rocked it or maybe you think that you know it doesn't matter or maybe mm-hmm. so apathetic and right. pride, all of sure. these things creep in discouragement sure is a huge problem sure in the course. church today sure it is yeah but it's, I think it's, it's, it's one of many. Mm-hmm. Right. But the good news, God is at work ever reforming, renewing, reviving his church. And it's exciting to see what he's been doing around the world. That should encourage us who are complacent and apathetic here in this part of the world. 
So I, I think it, it would be it would be a gross oversight. We would be derelict in our duty if we didn't. What are you most excited? If we didn't ask you, we yes. have this opportunity this week. Sure. What are you most excited about that you see God doing around you or the world? Right. Uh, indeed, the prayer of many people is for genuine renewal. Okay. That's transformative transforming communities, not just churches, but entire communities. God is doing that. We hear so little about it. It's not on the media that many of us uh, see daily, but he is at work. God is faithfully at work, uh, renewing and reviving his people. And uh, for example, in the Jesus film, I understand that one person per second, every day, every hour of the day, comes to Christ through the 1,800 missionary partners of this film, Faithful to the Gospel of Luke has been translated in over 2,000 languages, and God is using that and many other uh, tools uh, to spread the good news of Christ. We just don't hear about it, but uh, if we well, you're going to be a part of us hearing about it. Yes, indeed. Amen. That's uh, why I wrote the book, "Be the Bridge," out there on Amazon for people to read of how God is. I've seen Him on those front lines. It's it's a joy to go to the front lines, as it were. Uh, not to be 20 miles back behind the lines and being apathetic, and lethargic, but go to the front lines and see the fire where it's hot and God is at work in mighty ways. Uh, so let's be a part of that. Let's find out about it, explore that, be a part of that, send others there. I helped to send eight African-Americans to Kenya for two weeks uh, this summer. They came back on fire because they had been on the front lines of what God was doing in East Africa. So I, I know that that it is imperative that we say if the Lord wills. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what is what does twenty twenty three hold for you in your in your desires? Right. If the Lord wills. Right. Well, I think for each of us we need to wait on God and He will show us. He delights to reveal Himself to us. He is a God who who reveals. He's not silent. He doesn't stutter. He's spoken. He's spoken through his word. And as we get acquainted with his agenda through his word, he will show us his plan, his agenda. And that's exciting to join forces with what, you know, Moses uh, wasn't intending to be interrupted by a bush on fire, but he paused long enough to hear God speak, and that was transformative. God used that to begin to deliver his people out of Egypt. Yeah, and and I, on top of that, would encourage there there is a quietism where we sit back and we contemplate and and we wait for God to fill. If, if that's you, you've already been given a mission. Right. We all right. have that right. mission. Yeah. Uh, you know, so go ye therefore. We are to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, proclaiming and preaching God's word in season, out of season, reproving, right. rebuking, and yes. exhorting. Um, I think that that transcends just Timothy. I think that's for mm-hmm. all of us. We need to. It you is. Know, that, that word needs to be ever on our lips and, and we need to be sharing it with the people around us. I don't think, you know, and this is a harsh statement, but I don't think we have the right to say we care about people if we're not going to share the gospel. With Indeed. Them. Indeed. So, um, yeah, because it, and I know this is a harsh way of wording it, but it really right. is a declaration sure. go to hell right. if, if you don't. Right. Uh, and, I, and we need to care enough about people to do that. Right. And, I, and I want people to hold me accountable. We right. talked about sure. this yesterday. Right. Drive us, provoke us, it's, provoke us. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, uh, so, so if you're sitting back and just waiting, okay, God, give me an idea mm. of what to do. Mm. Certainly that's a great prayer. God, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that he would lead God and direct you that by the 
transferring yeah. of your mind, you may yeah. see what is that will of God. Absolutely. Right. But if you're wondering on, you know, I'll just sit here until he tells me to do something. Mm-hmm. No, you've no. got a mission. Right. We've all been given that yes, mission. Yes, it's very clear. And and, you know. and and I've said this before, Philippians 1 reminds us that we are here as Christians. We are left here right. for the progress and joy of the faith of others. That's it. Indeed. Uh, you know, a loving God would take us up right now if he didn't have right. something for us to do. Sure, he does. And it's it is. Ministry of Reconciliation. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Say it again, Russell. The Ministry of Reconciliation. Yes, it is. It, uh, it's transformative. It transforms our lives from meaningless to ultimate meaning. Yeah, that's interesting that you brought that up. We were just talking that I am a Reformed nihilist. You know, I just, I, I really got to what's the point? Yeah, right. You know, uh, vanities, right. vanities, all is vanities. Mm-hmm. You chase pleasure, it's fleeting. You take, you right. know, I mean, it's, and so, it, it, but but then you have an experience with God and suddenly life has real richness. Mm-hmm. Christ came that we would have life and we would have it, you mm-hmm. know, more, yeah, abundantly. So, mm-hmm. so uh, right. we have an abundant life. We have meaning, we have power. We have all of the, the, the things that we need in order to have a rich uh, joy-filled life. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm that, you know, I'm, right. I'm that reformed nihilist. What's the point without God? Right. What is the point? Yes, exactly. And uh, there are people, if you're listening today, uh, ask God what he would have you do. Ask God f- to show you who he is and who you are and what is his agenda, his uh, purpose, and his plan for your life. You know, I came to a man's bedside in ICU right before he died, and his question has still haunts me. Has my life been meaningful? What Has my life accomplished anything at all? I'm wondering. I'm going into eternity, and I'm asking myself, what difference has I, have I made? I'm wondering if I've made any difference at all. That hard cry still haunts me. And I said, I want myself and those around me to uh, have a life that's full of God's meaning and purpose, being a part of his agenda, his plan, his purposes. Amen. Man, that's powerful. Yeah. So. Well, um, we didn't get to Second uh, Thessalonians, but I, I like, uh, uh, this has been good. I, I appreciate the conversation, Dr. Greenwood. I, I could sit and listen to you or talk with you like all the time. Right. And, uh, so it's I a team effort. Appreciate your wisdom. Um, I appreciate your service for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Uh, you're, you're one that I would like to thank that, uh, would hear the words that we all want to hear. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Um, and so, uh, it's been an honor and a privilege to have you this week. And, uh, we certainly appreciate what you're doing. And well, I'm passing the baton to you and, uh, Gavin Pratt and many <laughs> others out there. And that, you know, as Paul says to Timothy, the things you've heard of me commit and trust, yeah. pass along proactively, intentionally to others uh, who will teach still others, you know, third and fourth generation. We want spiritual grandchildren, great-grandchildren, should the Lord tear to the 10th generation. Second Timothy 2, 2, and I think that's a call to discipleship. It is. So, and you just heard. So I, I love that we can discuss these things freely and you can edit this out, but I'm not real big on those times where people stand up at a conference and say, I just like to thank you. And you like, you know, I, I like that, all that honor and glory going to God. Right. Yeah. So that moment when you're pouring out praise to Dr. Greenwood, he's well deserving, but that's sure. not, that doesn't move me and just no. thank God for your presence in my right. life. But I will say he yeah. brought it around to that second Timothy too. Like right. he's passing on something to you right. that you are obligated in love to pass on to somebody else. And they're obligated in love to pass it. And you mm-hmm. keep this discipleship going. Mm-hmm. Like, so, right. so I love that he's equipping right. you to pass it on to other people. So mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, we, mm-hmm. we don't need to stare and, you know, look yeah. longingly into, into each other's eyes, but we certainly need to pass on the wisdom that's been given right. to us by God. Right. Yeah. Psalm 115, 
17.1, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name be honor and glory forever and ever. And, you know, John the Baptist says, he must increase, but I must decrease. Yeah, and I love that. But what really was helpful there, this is so unrelated, but what was really helpful there was when I experienced, John's going, I told you it was about him. Like, right. I told you it was about <laughs> right. him. And no yeah. matter what we do, yeah. it seems that the praise drifts towards men and the following drifts towards yes. men. And we have cult yes. of personalities rather right. than churches of the living God. Mm-hmm. And right. so, so yeah. And like, and so his disciples run back and they're like, he's taking your ministry. He's doing it better mm-hmm. than you. He's getting the crowds that we right. used to have. They're following after right. him. All of Judea going out. They're not coming yeah. to us anymore. They're going to him. And he's like, I told you that. Right. That's right. It's yeah. why the former pastor, you know, that, that is a, a dear friend of mine, when he, you know, he said, I worry about, you know, being a part of this church because people, you know, and he didn't use these exact words, but the implication was people will think that, you know, they're following him. Yeah. And I go, good, we're going to put 35 years of ministry on the sideline because we're worried that people will worship right. you. And I didn't, didn't understand, didn't make sense to me until I read that passage. No matter what he says, right. people can drift to him or to me. Right. We get cults of personality. Sure. Uh, right. God is not divided. Christ no. is not divided. We no. are not following any person. Right. Yeah. Well, again, great week this week, fellas. Thank you very much. Listener, thank you for tuning in and staying tuned in with us. I hope that you will continue this weekend to open your Bible, even as you get into God's house, not forsaking the assembling of yourself. Sit under the the word being rightly divided by a man of God and uh, just learn and grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so we will look forward to seeing you joining us again on Monday. Until then, as I, again, continue to rejoice. Again, I say rejoice always. God bless.